Okay, praise God, praise God. Well, hello, hello. Got that mic working now. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him above, ye heavenly hosts. Praise who is Father, who's Son, and who's the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Praise our God. Praise Jesus. Amen. I give God all the glory, honor, and praise. Welcome to another broadcast of Together with Him. I'm Sister Ann, and we have had a wonderful Fun filled in Jesus day. Fun filled. I'm telling you, we've been, we should have did this broadcast yesterday because we've been on the go, huh? And uh, a big shout out to all of the LFHHM volunteers and those that just send up prayers for the ministry, those that support the ministry. You know, we believe in rolling up our sleeves. All of the saints of the Most High God, the one and only God, besides God, besides him, he says there is no other. (laughs) The one true God. Big shout out to all of the saints of the Most High God and the LFHHM volunteers, you're just near and dear to my heart because of the vision that God has also put in your heart to be like-minded, to be a support to the kingdom of God and where this ministry is and what we're doing here at Labors for His His Harvest Ministries. I'm Sister Ann. I want to say a quick prayer. Let's do that because there's a lot going on and I just want to usher in God and just give Him the glory. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank You. We thank You, hallelujah, for being God, for being who You are, our Creator God, our Father God our keeper, God, our healer, God, hallelujah, God, who you are, comforter. Thank you, Jesus, and most of all, Savior. And we just ask, Father, that you would just meet us in this place just as we spend some time together with you, God, and that you'll speak to our hearts, God, and that you'll reach out, hallelujah, and save those that need to be saved, touched, Touch, touch God, those that need to be touched and hallelujah, heal those that need to be healed. Remember us, God, and we love you in Jesus name. Amen and amen. You know, it's nothing like prayer. Uh, We go up in prayer. We give God the glory. Hallelujah. And all that we do. But, you know, that prayer is really what it's all about. You know, the man of God talked about prayer today. (laughs) Yes, he did. He talked about prayer. We had a great time in the Lord today. We uh, fellowshiped earlier. Now, uh, we fellowshiped with New Life, New Life Worship Center, Kansas City, New Life Worship Center, Kansas City. And that is where Suffolk and Bishop Clyde Irvin and Lady Yolanda Irvin They work in the vineyard and that ministry. And I tell you, they are still moving on and going on in Jesus. They've been around in the vineyard for a long time and they've uh, hung in there and have been a blessing wherever they are. And they are at the 2901 Benton Plaza location, Kansas City, Missouri. Amen. So, you know, you, if you want to go and fellowship with them, we fellowshiped with them last week. We had an invitation from Lady Yolanda Irvin. She had a wonderful fellowship and time where the women of God came together and just blessed the uh, people of God that have been through and, you know, remembering the breast cancer or cancer survivors. You know, we um, 
we are we're more than overcomers through him who loved us and some of us have gone on hallelujah but god and we can survive we overcome and i tell you that service blessed my heart for more reasons than one it blessed my heart and just blessed me and you know today they had a a wonderful fellowship and service with the youth now uh theme theme preaching you know theme teaching uh that's all good it's whatever we can do to minister to the people of god and this is what this ministry has done and has been all about they ministered to the youth today and we had a chance to take our youth over and uh <laughs> the youth that we have access to right now we took our youth over and fellowship with them in their youth day 2021 and they had a wonderful setup wonderful setup where the saints of god came together and just blessed the people bless the people in the neighborhood yeah and you know one thing about uh one thing about blessing people in where you are is like if you minister to the people in the neighborhood where you are then you're really doing your your job you know they used to really i've heard and they really get down on churches in the black community say oh there's a church on every corner but look at the community look at the black community and that's true but what god has done is that he has planted he has planted churches to where they are and we are as the kingdom of god and the people of God, we're to go out, hmm? go out and fellowship and minister to the communities. That's what we're supposed to be doing. So we are huge in that. Uh, labors for his harvest ministries and we come alongside ministries, but we're going to support ministries that get out there. We've done some training uh with uh with uh fellowships and ministries to to help and to encourage to get out into the vineyard uh door hanging now this uh fellowship new life worship center has a uh, lo is in a location where it is just ripe <laughs> ripe and just a blessing uh to and around that area where they are and there was uh they they did they they gleaned huh uh, we met a couple of little ones that were curious and they came and here's the thing they're so close to where when you minister in your community then the older siblings can actually come and be a blessing and bring the younger siblings and then what happens there? It's like, okay, well, the parents get interested. Well, why do my kids want to go and hang out at that church? Then the parents come. And, of course, you know, the fathers come or the, the men in the household come. And they're curious, right? So that's how you win. You win an area. And we, uh, of course, here at Labor's Forest Harvest Ministries, we are big. That's it. Uh, it's about getting out. Go ye. I'm known as the go ye girl. I call myself the go ye girl. That's right. Go ye into all the land, huh? The highways and hedges. Go and and then uh, and baptize. See, I'm not. I'm not afraid. <laughs> Of any of the scripture where it says baptize in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Because I know what that name is. I know who that is. So we call on the name of Jesus. Yeah, I don't mind that. I'm not. And then we, we teach whatsoever. Whatsoever God has taught us. What he's commanded us. Commanded us in the word of God wowzer wowzer so we had a great time in fellowship and i i have a little treat i have a little treat here you know i like my praise breaks i do i enjoy the praise break and you know praise breaks are praise breaks are not just uh for us as believers to enjoy because 
you know, we already know who God is and that with our God who we're worshiping. We just spend time with him and we just lift him up and because we love him. Well, praise breaks can be a blessing to those that don't know God. Yeah. So they don't know him. It's like, who is this exciting God where people just show out? Who is this? So that is the uh, a great way to where we can share. And we do that. We share to, to enjoy our praise breaks. And I enjoy mine. And here, yep, I have a treat. Youth Day 2021. So we have just some snippets. And we have the praise team that uh, blessed our socks off a little earlier today on uh, this Sunday, the Lord's Day, there at the New Life Worship Center, Kansas City, where Bishop Clyde Irvin and First Lady Yolanda Irvin minister. And uh, I'm just going to go ahead and play this little snippet that we kind of whipped up a little bit. You know, these things do take time to do. But uh, let's see. Let's go ahead and bless the name of the Lord with this snippet with the New Life Worship Center, Kansas City Fellowship. God, hang on in there. You know, that's a word that just, it just blesses me. Hang on in there. When times get rough and when times are tough, hang in there. Don't let go of God. Certainly God will not let go of you. Hang on in there. You know, that, that is, uh, did you see the, uh, the uh, Bishop, Bishop Clyde Irvin and Lady Yolanda Irvin in their comfy casual clothes enjoying the praise service with the fellowship and leading in song. You know, they believe in rolling up their sleeves. They do. And, you know, that is uh, is really kind of what ministry is all about. It's about it's about servitude. Mm-hmm. It's about servitude. And one thing that I like about this couple is that they serve the people of God yeah they do they don't mind rolling up their sleeves now they have wonderful saints that love them 
of course they're they have blessed children that have decided to live for the lord and they work and help and they have there 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 are people that do help too but we're not so above to where we don't use our gifts and talents and the strength that God has given us to to bless people, to bless people of God, to be servants. Amen. As unto the Lord. Praise God for them. Follow God. Yep. That's what the word has just been down in my spirit. Follow God. We we follow a lot of different things, don't we? Hmm? Yeah, that we are tempted in this life to follow all kinds of things. Well, follow the uh, our favorite mm, Facebook people, or follow our favorite gamers on Twitch, or follow our favorite uh, TikTok uh, people hmm, that. You know, follow those that are on Twitter that say fun things or post interesting things. Follow on Instagram. uh, Follow on Facebook. Follow on YouTube. Subscribe. Follow. You know, we do a lot of following. We're encouraged to do a lot of following by media. Even before we had social media, what was there? There was uh, TV, hmm? and there was a TV guide. I don't know if you guys are old enough to remember the TV guide. A TV guide was a book that would be mailed to your home, or you could go buy it at the supermarket. And it would have the different times and different programs that you could, um, you could follow. Mm-hmm. You you follow the the stories. Remember those, and they're still out there. So the soap operas, you follow what's going on with the soap operas, and you follow different movies, the different versions of movies. Yeah, we do a lot of following. Teenagers, and a lot of times they're, uh, you know, shy people, people who are unsure, whatever the case is follow other people yeah it's some good following that you could do as long as there's a good leader and what's appropriate and to to share paul said follow me and paul the apostle in the new testament who wrote most of the new testament a man of god he said follow me but he also said as i Follow Christ. Follow me as I follow Christ. Look, don't don't follow me and I'm clowning and acting out. You know, don't follow me if I'm trying to lead you somewhere where you don't need to be. Yeah, we we don't follow blindly. Yeah, we don't follow blindly. And even even with God, faith. Ooh, come on now, faith. People say they have blind faith. They what they're meaning is they don't know all the time what's what's the sovereign will of God. What is God really going to say? He could say yes. He can say no. He can say wait. You know, and the truth is that's that's kind of like blind faith. We follow God even though we don't know what what you know He's going to say. But but the thing is is that we follow Him. To trust him. So even in what in what we think is blind faith, really what it is, it's trust. That's really what it is. See, we're going to trust God whether he says yes. Come on now. Hallelujah. We're going to trust God whether he says no. Ooh. See that word no. That, that word no just kind of... You know, it's like fingernails on a chalkboard sometimes, isn't it? That word, no. We don't like to hear the word, no. Uh, Wait, what about that one? We don't like that one either. God could say, wait. Yeah, I have a mate for you, that, but that person is not your mate. Yeah, God can say, wait, uh, uh, hang on in there with that gig because... You know, there's another one coming down the pipe. You hang in there, there's a supervisor position coming on it. 
where you don't have to work in that way, but you can work using some other skills that I've given you. Hmm? So even with the weight, we don't we don't even like the weight. Yeah, I I can deal with the no. I've learned to deal with the no, and, and I can deal, but I can deal with the weight a little better. At least I know there's something coming. But no, that sounds so permanent, doesn't it? Well, it does if we don't or haven't grown to trust God. Yeah, blind faith is is really not blind. We just keep our eye on Jesus. <laughs> we just we just trust in the Lord. Hallelujah. And in the power of his might, don't we? That's pretty much what it is. Praise God. So, you know, when when we say when the Lord follow me as I follow Christ, but really the word today is really follow God. Let's let's turn to the scripture. There's a scripture here that was put in my heart when the Lord gave me this this inspiration to share, this focus inspiration. And that scripture is in 1 Kings. 1 Kings chapter 18. Verses 1 through 21. Now, 1 Kings is in the Old Testament. It's in the Old Testament. And there's a 1 Kings, there's a 2 Kings. Yeah, it's in the Old Testament. But in this, this is where the scripture kind of leads. In, in that there is a man of God, a prophet. Uh, of God and that's kind of like what the preachers were like so he was he was a prophet but you know really he was a preacher a walking in evangelist kind of what we would think of today and and this was Elijah Elijah and he was a man of God that was very peculiar you see you know so we're not we're not um out of sync or out of standard as saints and people of God, children of God. We're peculiar people. That's what the Bible says. We're a little different. We should be a whole lot different. <laughs> yeah, we're we're not of the world. We're in the world, but we're not of the world. Well, Elijah is a prophet and he was he was a booming prophet. He was the one that would go in, he'd have his fire gear on and he would go in and he would tell folk, look your sin is stinking, you know, sin is sin, and you're, you're just not measuring. He didn't have any, there was no way his presentation was, was straight. He was a straight person. He was like, look, I'm just going to tell you what thus saith the Lord. And, you know, I would consider him the, the good guy, the good prophet, the good preacher, the good evangelist, the good pastor. Yeah, I want someone to tell me what's going on, huh? what's really happening. Not tell me, oh, I'm okay, and I'm not okay. Yeah, well, Elijah wasn't that guy. He wasn't going to tell you that he was that you're okay when you're not okay. He was going to tell you if, if you was clowning uh, and if you, you were smelling, if you were sinning, he was going to just snatch, <laughs> snatch them old covers off of you. If you were hiding your sin or you were exposed to in your sin, but you were uh, you, you thinking you were a big, big kind of a person, you could do what you want to do. Mm. Yeah, because you're in charge or whatever, and you have the uh, ability to hire and fire people. And back in them days, it was killing folk. If they didn't like what, what you had to say, they would just straight kill you. Yeah, if they were in power. Well, it's kind of no different from today. You know, there's there's different kinds of ways to kill a person. Yeah, you can kill a person by what you say about them. Yeah. Yeah, mess up their their integrity, the integrity of their good name. You know, say that they're a crappy employee when they're really top of the line. Say that they're, uh, you know, spread rumors and gossip, lies about them. That that's killing a person, assassinating a person's character. Well, you know that happens today too. Hmm? 
Well, this uh, Elijah was the kind of guy, he didn't care what you were dealing with. He was going to let you know. He wasn't, he wasn't going to close his mouth. No, he was kind of scared. He was, a, he was concerned. Don't get me wrong. Even those, and I said, I would put myself in a category to say, look, I'm going to cry loud, and I'm not going to spare what thus saith the Lord. I'm going to say it in love, in Jesus' name. There's a way to say it. Yeah, and I'm going to say it. Well, he was the kind of guy he would say it, but then he'd get a little concerned. I get a little concerned too. But what are we really to do as ministers of the gospel? And that's everybody saved, guys, okay? Everyone who is saved, who is called by God, who has been saved hmm, by the power of the Holy Spirit, the blood of the Lamb, who's received the gospel of Jesus Christ, who's asked the Lord to be their Lord and Savior, who surrendered their life to the Lord. We're all ministers of the gospel. What do we do? We share our life. We share the transformed life that God has given us, the clean life. When, when we learn, we pick up the word of God and we learn what thus saith the Lord. We live that. And we ask God to empower us to live the holy life that he has called for us to live as his people, as his disciples. Yeah. So, you know, we, we are all ministers of the gospel and it's a scary thing. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, because you're not going to fit in. You, this is youth day in some places, some place in the world. Plus, I had a great youth day service that I enjoyed today. Yeah. As a youth, you're not going to be popular all the time. Yeah, you're not going to be popular all the time, even if you're worldly, even if you're not saved. But when you do get saved, uh, set that standard. It's okay. Rejection is going to come anyway. You're going to have some folks that like you and some folks that don't. You may have more that don't like you than do. And the people that God has given you, maybe they are quality people that really do love you and in your corner. So don't be afraid. Don't be scared to stand up and live that life for the Lord. To live for him. Youth day. Live for the Lord. The man of God who preached encouraged the young people to do just that. Well, Elijah was a little... A little scared, but on this time, in these moments that he's sharing here in the word that we're getting ready to read, he was not scared. He was bold. He was bold. And on those days and times when God gives us courage, his anointed Holy Ghost courage, yeah, and to be bold, then then be bold. Stand up in, in your family and in love and, and teach and be bold in the devil's face. Let that devil, stomp that devil's head. Let that devil know. No, devil, I'm going to raise my children in the fear and admonition of the Lord. Yeah, I'm not going to try to be their friend. I'm not going to get on that level, stoop to that level. I'm going to be their parent or their grandparent. Be who God has called you to be. And be bold to minister to the people that God has given you charge. Hmm? It was in your circle. The young people. Praise God. Well, let's look. Whew. This, I'm, I'm kind of procrastinating a little bit. This is going to be a ride. It's going to be a ride. First Kings chapter 18 verses 1 through 21. Praise God. Let's read it. It says... After many days, the word of the Lord came to Elijah in the third year, saying, Go, show yourself to Ahab, and I will send rain upon the earth. Yeah, see, you know, there was a prophecy. It's like, look, Elijah said, look, we're going to really stop. We're going to shut the heavens up. We're going to shut this down to where it's going to be hard for you to to, uh, you're not gonna you're not gonna have any rain for three years hmm? yeah we're gonna shut the rain down for three years and uh when you don't have rain what happens things don't grow yeah things don't grow so you don't have produce to sell you don't have cattle 
to uh, sell, you know, back in the day, it was an agricultural marketplace, really. So things were in a bad way, huh? And Elijah had shut, shut up the heavens with his prayers. Ooh, and that's a mighty thing, too. Yeah, just some prayers. Prayers are mighty. Come on. So God told Elijah to, to go and show himself to Ahab. And that's the king. That was the king of Israel. All right. So Elijah went to show himself to Ahab. Now the famine was severe in Samaria. And Ahab called Obadiah, who was the governor of his house. Now Obadiah feared the Lord greatly. So, yeah, he was the governor of his house, but he was also a man of God. He's like, look, eh, God is, is to be revered. When he says fear the Lord, reverence the Lord. Revere the Lord. Uh, take what God says seriously. Take who he is seriously. He is God. And besides him, there is no other. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Verse four. And when Jezebel cut off the prophets of the Lord, Obadiah took a hundred prophets and hid them by fifties in a cave and fed them with bread and water. Yeah, we haven't really talked much about Jezebel. Yeah, but Jezebel was a stomp sinner. A stomp sending woman who terrorized people, the people of God. Yeah, Jezebel was something else. She was the queen of Ahab. So they had gotten married, but they hadn't gotten married legally because she was married to the brother first. You ever met folks like that that have had that kind of experience? unfortunately and but Je Jezebel she didn't want to be anything other than what she was because um there were prophets the prophets of God that were there and if the word of God and if the prophets of God can touch Obadiah's heart and did touch Obadiah's heart then definitely the word would have been good for her too yeah she just didn't want it she didn't want that word. And she was bent on terrorizing the prophets, eh, the people of God. But the prophets, the prophets are the people that come and, and say the truth of what thus saith the Lord. Now, you got false prophets, too. And we talk about them. Don't be following these people, I'm male or female, you, they call themselves whatever they want to call themselves now, you know, they got all kinds of titles, but follow the, the men and women of God that are after God's own heart, who desire to be a blessing to God's people, they're not going to fleece the flock, huh? Uh, they're not going to barbecue the poor sheep that they're supposed to be watching over and ministering to, yeah, they're going to be good, good shepherds, huh? good shepherds to teach and good men and women to be a blessing to the people of God in the vineyard of God. Amen. Praise God. But Jezebel wasn't like that. So she went out and cut off the prophets of the Lord, just killed them straight. Right. And but Obadiah took a hundred prophets and hid them by fifties in a cave and fed them with bread and water. All right. And Obadiah said, uh, and Ahab said to Obadiah, go into the land to all the fountains of water and to all the brooks. Perhaps we may find grass to keep the horses and mules alive that they Keep the horses and mules alive that we lose none of the beasts. Yeah, so they were like, look, we're in a bad way. This drought, three years, go, go find us some water. Verse 6, so they divided the land and between them to pass through it. Ahab went one way and Obadiah went another way, each by himself. Verse 7, as Obadiah was on his way, behold, Elijah met him. He recognized him and fell on his face and said, 
are you my lord elijah he answered him it is i go tell your lord behold elijah is here and he said what sin have i committed that you would deliver your servant into the hands of ahab to be slain obadiah is like look dude you want me to come and and tell the king he's the enemy of the king you know because look god is look he's the king of kings and lord of lords and the way things should be operating is that the person who's in charge these kings or uh uh-huh, big politicians or uh big employers employers look they're supposed to be under god hmm? they should should be following what thus saith the lord well, when they don't, they become an enemy of God and they're not trying to hear what God has to say. So Obadiah, who fears the Lord, he's like, look, you can try to get me killed. Going to go and tell the king, going to go and tell Ahab that you're here and you want to talk to him. Huh? Verse 10, as the Lord your God lives, there is no nation or kingdom where my Lord has not sent to seek you and when they said he is not here he took an oath from the kingdom our nation that they had not found you so people are like look we haven't seen them and we have they had to take oaths before they would let their them spare them their lives huh verse 11 and now you say go tell your lord behold elijah is here And as soon as I have gone out from you, the spirit of the Lord will carry you. I know not where. So when I come and tell Ahab and he cannot find you, he will kill me. But I, your servant, have feared and revered the Lord from my youth. So it's like he kind of knew the drill. Oh, come on, Jesus. See, the Holy Spirit, he was a protector even then. He would take Elijah and he would get caught up in the spirit like a whirlwind and and take him somewhere where no one would find him or, you know, move him in this place where no one will find him. And that was his M.O. That's how he traveled. That's how him and God rolled. So when we think we're going to be all fearful and everything, don't be scared because God will even take you and protect you and hide you. But then it's like Obadiah said, look, we don't even know where you at here. God will move you over here. And then we I'm thinking that you over here and I tell the king that you're over here. Then we go there and then you're not even there. Huh? (laughs) Obadiah was upset, wasn't he? And then he tells us like, look, don't do this to me. Yeah, I mean, I, I fear the Lord. I know what's up. I've been I've been saved since I was young in my youth. See, so young people, Obadiah, he was in charge now. But when he was young, look, he, he knew the Lord. So you give your life to God. Thank you, Jesus. And God will do something with it from the time you're young until you get older and up out of, up out of here. Come on. Verse 13. Was it not? Was it not told my Lord what I did when Jezebel slew the prophets of the Lord? How I hid a hundred men of the Lord's prophets by fifties in a cave and fed them with bread and water. So here he's telling Elijah, look, I've been trying to protect y'all. I've been watching over y'all. You know, I didn't hid some folk and everything and fed them. Verse 14. And now you say, go tell your Lord. Behold, Elijah is here and he will kill me. He's like, dude, I thought we was better than that. Come on. Now here, here's what Elijah says. Here's his response. Uh, verse 15, Elijah said, as the Lord of hosts lives before whom I stand, I will surely show myself to Ahab today. He's like, God, look, I know you're scared, but I know what God told me. Hmm. And and I'm going to see, I'm going uh, to show myself before Ahab. So, you know, sometimes God will put things in your heart and you just know that you know that you know that it's going to happen. See, that that bold, bold faith, hmm, that trust, that bold trust. Y'all, he's going to stand before uh, Ahab. That's what he told me. Yeah, you can be scared all you want, but I know as surely as surely I'm going to show myself to Ahab today. So Obadiah went to meet Ahab and told him. 
and Ahab went to meet Elijah. Mm-hmm. Now, Ahab ain't, you know, Ahab, he didn't go, go there. He didn't draw his sword and, and slay Obadiah. Obadiah, he's like, look, if God told you that he, you know, you're going to see Ahab today and you're asking me to help. And I know I've already helped and God's watched over me already, you know, and plus I, I've revered the Lord. I've, I've feared the Lord. I've loved the Lord, gotten to know God, even from my youth. I reverence the Lord from when I was young. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to go just tell Ahab. See, there are times when we just need to just know. It's like, okay, just trust God. What what can I say? I'm just going to trust. I'm just going to go ahead and tell him. And he told him. And he still, he still was alive and kicking. Ahab didn't kill him. All right. When Ahab saw Elijah, Ahab said to him, Are you who troubles Israel? That's verse 17. Verse 18, Elijah replied, I have not troubled Israel, but you have and your father's house by forsaking the commandments of the Lord and by following the Baals. Now, the Baals, that's the false gods. Hmm? Those are the big idols, big idol gods that were just just things, stone or just things. They weren't anything they were just things there was nothing about uh these idols because god he's the one that created everything so they were sitting up here worshiping the Baals. they had forsaken the commandments of the lord the prophets they were killing off the 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 true men and uh of god hmm? yeah because there's all I'm sure it was some out there that says, look, I'm gonna be a forked tongue. I'm a, I'm just gonna whatever. I'm gonna say whatever I can to keep myself alive. And they do that even to this day. It's not just the people, the prophets of God, the, uh, you know, the pastors, preachers, whatever, missionaries, evangelists, you know, want to do something like that. And people will just, They'll just do that. They'll sacrifice anything and anybody just to keep keep going, to keep their big homes or make sure their car payment is paid and not doing the right things. Yeah, which will pay it just as just as well, but a slack and scheme, you know, slacking and shacking and all that, whatever they got to do, slanging hmm, just to make sure they get they get their ends. So that they can go do what they think they want to do, what they do. So they'll sacrifice lots. Yeah, not just on the uh, down low side, but, you know, even on legitimately, they'll sacrifice lots, you know, uh, as far as a business or something. They'll do bad business just to just to make something, make sure that they uh, th- make the stockholders happy. All that, all that mess. Well here you know elijah said he's like look i'm not the one that troubles israel huh but you have in your father's house yeah see you know we come on it is so imperative to look at and be responsible for our own lives and what we do and the decisions that we make. It's 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 important. That's it. You know, we can't blindly follow or we can't point fingers at anybody else. Hmm? When we have a God, when he does have his holy word, hallelujah. And what he says is true. And if we're obedient and trusting and following his word to know that there is success. Yeah. Everything is not uh, grits and gravy and roses all the time because we live in a fallen world. This is this is a this is warfare, guys. We're the ones to stand up to tell the devil no. Uh-uh. It, God has already he's given us 
the keys. Uh, He's given us authority back through our big brother and Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. See, as mankind sold us out, huh? fell, missed the mark. Uh, The first Adam did that. Well, the second Adam. Jesus Christ, God, manifested in the flesh, came and redeemed us and bought it back. So we're the people, we're the ones that say, look, my father's house is for me and my house. We're going to serve the Lord. And then from there, we don't have to point at anybody. We don't have to point at any preacher that's not doing right. Huh? We can look at ourselves because we've studied. Because we've come together, because we have taught and labored with our children in the Lord. Hallelujah. We've prayed and gone to our God for ourselves. We can do that now. Hallelujah. Because of what God did. Thank you, Jesus. So Elijah says, look, I haven't troubled Israel. I'm not the one that's doing all this. He was the king, you know, that household making a mess of the land, making a mess of Israel. Hallelujah. How? By forsaking the commandments of God. We make a mess of our lives because we forsake. Huh? We forsake the message of God, the commandments of God. And that's everybody from the pulpit to the door. And I've already mentioned, I don't care who's ministering to you. I don't care who they are. I don't care how big their church is, how many folks they got, how many Bentleys they drive, what show they've been on, how many broadcasts they have. Everybody has been and needs to be held in accountability to know that they all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And it's our all of ours responsibility individually to get to know God and follow his commandments. Thank you, Jesus. And follow him, not the Baals. Mm. But that's what happened. Elisha said, look, you guys, you were forsaking the commandments of the Lord. And by following the Baals, the idols, uh, the money, uh, show me the money. Oh, I can go on and on. Verse 19, therefore, send and gather to me all Israel at Mount Carmel and the 450 prophets of Baal and the 400 prophets of the goddess Asherah who ate at Queen Jezebel's table. Oh God, excuse me, who eat at Queen Jezebel's table, not ate, they they eat there. In other words, she's got them Baals sitting up at her table. Them idols sitting up at her table, probably giving all kinds of offering. Think of the best food that that money can buy, and it's sitting up in front of a thing, <laughs> an idol at the table of Jezebel or whatever. Jezebel, we haven't even gotten in. Well, you can tell what kind of chick she was. She she needed help, as we all do. But uh, she ain't accepted. She hasn't accepted the help that was available. And so here Elisha's saying, look, I'll get, get all your, your dudes, get everybody, get all your boys together. Yeah, all the 450 prophets of Baal and the 400 prophets of this goddess Asherah. Verse 20. So Ahab went to all Israelites and assembled the prophets at Mount Carmel. Mm. verse 19 he says therefore send and gather to me all Israel yeah why do we go to hear what thus saith the Lord why do we go to church you know there's a way that God has isn't it and we're we're going to get back into this story because there's something more here But just to know, we gather together as one, you know, because God has something to say. This man of God, Elisha, had something very important to say and very important to show. Mm -hmm. He had something very important to say. And he wasn't going to let anybody be held to secondhand information. It's a lot of that going on. When you don't read your Bible for yourself, 
Take your Bible to the fellowship. Go to the church house because God has supposedly given that man or woman of God a word. Hallelujah. Something to say that's important and you need to hear it with your own ears. Not no secondhand information. Mm -mm. Take your word for yourself. All right. So he said, therefore, send and gather to me all Israel. And also those prophets we talked about, right? So all the people of God are there. Hallelujah. Verse 20. So Ahab sent all the Israelites and assembled the prophets at Mark, Mount Carmel. So he did that. Called everybody together. Had a big, big meeting. World, citywide meeting. Countrywide meeting. Come on. Verse 21. Elisha came near to all the people and said, how long will you halt and limp between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal, then follow him. And the people did not answer him a word. Hmm. God is asking that same question. What else can he do? Yeah, he, he's already done it. God has done everything that is needed and required as he foretold and requires for us to come and be in right relationship with him. Yeah, the man of God even then came near to all the people and said, How long will you halt and limp between two opinions? What is it that, that you need to hear to know that God is God? Hmm? What is it that you need to hear? Huh? What is it that you need to, to have uh, an assurance of? Before you finally say, I want to be saved. Lord, Lord, save me. I'm not sure of that answer. But the question is out there. And we should ask ourselves that. Even once we do get saved, there are decisions in salvation when we're saved i'm saved i gotta make a decision to make a a saved decision a decision based on the word of god yeah so what is it that i need to do i'm always flipping and falling and can't make and stand on the decision based on the word of god yeah if the lord is god i think that's the first step we gotta we have to believe that God is God. The Bible says to believe that he is. That's the first step. And that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. But if Baal, then follow him. We call it straddling the fence. There's folks in the church that well, straddle the fence. They still don't want to let go of their boo. They don't want to be alone. You know, I'm talking about folks older than me. Yeah, still want that boyfriend, still want that girlfriend. But then don't want to be in a committed marriage. It's okay to marry. Yeah, it's okay. Better to marry than to burn. And we can look at that scripture a couple of different ways, can't we? What is it that we have to hear what is it that we have to believe where we just stand on the word of God and believe that God is God? What is it that we have to do to just trust him and follow him? Hmm. Well, if you are ready, I believe one thing that we do as people of God, as disciples, is that, number one, we pray. We pray. We ask God to transform lives. And we pray and we ask God to touch the hearts. Hallelujah. 
And I believe that God is touching some hearts right now. Saying, I just, I have to give you glory, God. They won't. I believe there's some folks that want to be saved right now. Right now. If you want to be saved. You want the Lord to be your personal. huh? And it's personal. Because that's your father. That's your savior. He's your everything. He is your God. You are ready. And to ask God to be saved. Pray this prayer. Pray this prayer. Dear God in heaven. I come to you in the name of Jesus. I acknowledge to you that I am a sinner. And I am sorry for my sins. And the life that I have lived. I need your forgiveness. Please forgive me for my sins. I repent and turn away from sin. And I turn to you. I believe that you, Jesus, shed your precious blood on the cross at Calvary and died for my sins and I am now willing to turn from my sin I repent and turn away from sin and I turn to you I believe that you Jesus Shed your precious blood on the cross at Calvary and died for my sins. And I am now willing to turn from my sin. Right now I ask you, Jesus, To be my Lord and Savior. And Lord over my life. And my soul. With my heart. I believe that God raised Jesus. From the dead. This very moment I accept. You, Jesus, as my Lord and Savior. Lord Jesus, transform my life so that I may bring glory and honor to you. In Jesus' name. Amen, amen. And if you prayed that prayer, you are on your way to having a wonderful relationship with your God. Amen. And there's some, there's a pamphlet out there to help at our on our website at www.lfhhm.org. And you can go out to the Labors for His Harvest Ministries. Uh, website and click on the uh, the discipleship resources tab and on that tab you'll see a pamphlet uh, a pamphlet that will uh, share with you what's next hmm? uh, what's next and what you can expect and how to uh, grow in God in your relationship with God so that you can follow him Amen. Amen. God is so good. He is so good and so wonderful. I just thank him today. I thank the Lord. Hallelujah. 
I love the Lord. Father, we just thank you for the fellowship on today. We thank you for your loving kindness and your tender mercies. We thank you that you're so mindful of us, God. And we thank you for speaking to our hearts, Father. In the matchless name of Jesus, remember us as we move on and grow on in you, God. Speak, continue to speak, watch over us, God. God, we lift up choice prayers and we just ask that you'll bless our children and our grandchildren and you'll bless us, God. Help us to be all that we can in you, God. Hallelujah. And we ask that you'll touch and save those that need to be saved, our family, friends, and loved ones. Hallelujah. Minister and bless those that need you, God, in, in healing and deliverance as well, God. We trust you in all things. Be with us. Hallelujah. Until we can come together again, we give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Go in peace. Go in peace and enjoy your God. Amen. And don't forget to pray. Pray and uh, don't forget to read your word. Just read read just a scripture at a time. You don't have to go a whole, whole lot of, uh, do a whole lot of reading. But, you know, read as much as you like, of course. But get started and, and get to know your God in fellowship fellowship if you need to, uh, information about a church home you don't have a church home and you want someone to help you find a church home we have some recommendations about a good church home for you uh, and give us a line drop us a line contact us and you can go to the contact us tab at the www.lfhhm.org website and if you need prayer, we can also pray with you. Just drop us a little line there and send us your email. We can put you on a list about different events, things that are going on. If you want to volunteer, we have some great volunteer opportunities that we'll share with you. And if you're interested, we'll train you in the different volunteer opportunities. We'll do that. Amen. Um, but, you know, if you need a church home, definitely um, just let us know and we'll help you find a good one. Amen. Be blessed. Be blessed. Amen. And uh, as I always say, I always say, amen. Uh, the Lord says the same. I'll see you next time. Thank you for joining the LFHHM broadcast together with him. Special thanks to the LFHHM volunteers, friends, and the consultants at Union Rock Hill Films. One God, One Church. Don't forget to check out the discipleship resources at www.lfhhm.org. There are also great volunteer opportunities. Click on the Contact Us tab and let us know you're interested. Be sure to subscribe, like, and sign up to review media notifications on events and updates. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is indeed plentiful, but the workers are few. So pray to the Lord of the harvest to send out workers into his harvest.